The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Okay, we are continuing with Tehillim uh, chapter 8, and this is our short day, so let's quickly review. And our first goal is to finish reading and translating the Radak. Mm-hmm. And if we have time, then we'll uh, we'll try to answer others' four questions. Uh, I'm, I'm actually not optimistic when I look at the Radak because I feel like there's a lot we can uh, get uh, lost in in a good way, like like a lot of like good uh, good stuff in the Radak. Okay, so not going to read it in Hebrew again, uh, just in English to refresh our memory. For the conductor on the Gittis, a psalm by David, uh, Hashem our Master, how adir, how majestic or mighty. We uh, that was that was a uh, uh, question is your name throughout the earth you who places your glory on the heavens out of the mouth uh, mouths of babes and sucklings you found a strength on account of your enemies to silence foe and avenger uh when i behold your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars that you have set in place i think what is frail man that you should remember him and the son of man that you should be mindful of him yet you have made him but slightly less than the angels and crowned him with glory and majesty you give him dominion over your handiwork. You placed everything under his feet, sheep and cattle, all of them, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea. For man even traverses the lanes of the sea. Hashem, our master, how majestic is your name throughout all the earth. So we said the pivot is somewhere around five and six. Um, so either you can say that one through four is really talking about the greatness of Hashem, and then five transitions into like comparing that with the frailty of man and like what man is. Or you can say that what was the other argument that um, that uh, didn't we have another argument that like the division is starts at seven? Oh, um, I remember one for between five and six. Between five? Oh, it was between five and six. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like- oh right, 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 right. Meaning, the first half was talking about. Wait, did is. Maybe I meant to say what I just said that includes five, that the first half through five is like the small place that man has in the vastness of the universe and compared to the other creations. And then six through nine is man's high place on earth. And then 10 is going back to that uh, original theme. Right. Or start from, which is a little less clear. It could be that it starts from five and before that is like talking about gods. Yes, right. That was the other one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so then we said, I'm actually not going to review your idea and Mayan's idea right now uh, about the the full parak because now that we're into uh, you know deep into the radak, then I want to like immerse ourselves in that. So quick summary of the radak. So Pasuk Aleph, uh, he said that the mizmor is Shev- hala and shavach and hoda'a to God and the recounting of His might. Uh, which doesn't contradict what we said, but we kind of focus more on including man in the theme. In the second pasuk, he said um, that Adonenu means, like, why is it our our Lord or our master? Because we're including ourselves in all the creations, the upper and lower ones. So we're really speaking on behalf of the entire, all creations, and, God, and acknowledging God's lordship over all of us. And uh, And we say that this is over the entire earth, and over the earth, we say that it is, his gvura is apparent, but the hod 
and the Koh Ha'atzum, whatever that is, is only apparent in the heavens. And we said that that's for two reasons. One is because it's like an impressive thing about how great and 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 uh, lofty it is. And then the other one is because they control what happens on Earth according to their premises back then. Um, great and lofty means like big. Big, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's even uh, back then they thought it was big, but now it's uh, uh, it's even bigger. <laughs> uh, or now we know it's even bigger. Okay, then uh then we got to the babies right so um from the mouth of babes and sucklings you found its strength so we said that the first the first clear example of god's chesed to man or of, of god's um do we say why it's a strength gvura i mean I, 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 this doesn't really strike me as gvura but like of, of god uh tailoring the world for man's needs is, uh, after birth is when the baby begins to nurse and that's the protection of like the nursing mechanism that it's not too big to the point where the milk would flow out and choke the baby and it's not too small to the point where the baby would have to exert itself but it's just right yeah, yeah. um this might just be me but in terms of connotation pose i feel like um it's not necessarily like like strength as much as like a lot of power, like, yeah, but even even power is weird, uh, to say for that example. Like, I understand, I'd say it's more of like a, like an amorphous type of power, which would lend itself to like being very precise, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like there are many, many better words than power or strength, yeah. You know, if it said like. I mean, I know koach is not used that way in biblical Hebrew, but if it said koach, like ability, let us fire, I'd be fine. Oz is like, is like strength. Yeah, like, like, yeah, so I, I'm bothered by it. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, okay, then, Laman sorrecha lahashpis oye umisnakim. So he said there uh, that this refutes the people who say that everything is chance and, uh, and or, or independent nature. The fact that God designed this, and He says, even though this is really true for other other animal, other mammals that nurse, man is the only one who can recognize it and praise God uh, and see that everything was uh, set up for His uh, for man's benefit. Okay, so now we're on the paragraph still in Pasuk Gimel that is Hachacham Rav Avram ben uh, Ben Ezra. So this is a, a fun fun little uh, detour into the soul here. Uh, on in the packet, you see where it is. It's uh, above Dibra Maskil with Dalid, or above the Pasuk Dalid on the on the. Uh, Okay, so he says like this, um, and this was the subject of a blog post I wrote a while ago entitled "Do, Do Babies Have Souls?" Okay, so you'll see why. Um, so he explained the baby thing. Because man is more distinguished than the other, uh, or like higher up than the other uh, lower than the lower creations, he said this. Because from the time that the, I know we usually translate now as youth, but I, he must mean like kid, begins to speak. And that's what it means when it says from the mouth of, of, of uh, babes, not from the nursing mouth, from the speaking mouth though. Then it begins in its disposition to receive the power of the neshama or the capacity or the potentiality of the neshama. Until it, meaning the neshama, 
cognizes or like comprehends through its rational intuition. The that's uh, how we've never used Shikola Das that we've seen in Hagdama is its rational intuition. The the power of its creator. Uh, because the uh, the soul will be strengthened day after day. Uh, and that is the meaning of um, of you founded strength. Uh, and uh, and then I'll just finish this other thing, and then we'll talk about it. The time Laman Sarech, and the reason why it says for the for your enemies, Levasal Dibri Hamachachishim is that's to negate the words of those who deny the deniers, Omnim Ein Eloka, who say that there is no uh, God. Rabbeinu Moshe Hakohen, I think this is not the Ibn Ezra. I think this is um, uh, Radak quoting another Ibn. Okay, so let's stop there for a second. So th- this is uh, so we'll first go over to this shot uh, from the mouth of. Of babes, you found its strength. Like in the beginning, like the ability to So, what's the you found its strength? Oh, the you like the show. Yeah, and how is that you found its strength? Oh, because that's the in the lower world, the something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. What was that? The evolution of the, the neshama. Yeah. So, no, okay, let me just be clear. What's the difference between, um, so we know the difference between Radak's interpretation and Ibn Ezra's in terms of me pi ololim. Radak is saying, from looking at how the mouth draws nourishment, then you can see God's might. Ibn Ezra is saying, from the time that it begins to speak, now what does he say? Then you can... Or then what? I mean, I guess then you have like a creature in the lower world that has the ability to think to do upper world things. Yeah. So I, I think it means that that not that we can see evidence of God's strength by looking at the mouth of babes, but rather it's the strength of the babes. It's the strength of, of or or it's either the strength of the babes or it is the the mouth of the babes can express or recognize God's strength, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, because, and that's, that's what you, you were saying before of the, uh, the, the only preacher. So, um, Hey, uh, here you go. Um, so the, in, in, uh, the, the, the side question I have here is like, what is he exactly saying about the soul here? <laughs> you know, like when, cause he says from the, the baby from the time it begins to speak can receive the, um, Oh yeah. We're on a second page. In the paragraph above Dalid. Yeah. Um, uh, but if, if you, I don't know if you heard the first part, but if you want to look at the parak in English there, then that's uh, that's what we're working on. Um, uh, but um, yeah, the fact that he's saying it begins to receive the the capacity of the soul, like in, in, in the blog post I wrote, I started off with a multiple choice question. Uh, uh, do babies have souls? Answer A, yes. Answer B, no. Answer C, maybe, and answer D, potentially. <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and it sounds like he's saying potentially, meaning he sounds like he's saying that a baby starts off without the koha neshama, and then it evolves, like you were saying, yeah. you know, because the neshama is the ability to recognize God's um, creation. And then I, in his post, I also quoted um, uh, Rabbi Norman Strickman, who's like the Ibn Ezra guy. Um, who like translates all the Ibn Ezra. So he wrote on a footnote there, he says, um, uh, in my opinion, 
scripture reads, out of the mouth of babes, because man is the most glorious being created in the world. Out of the mouth of babes refers to the time their child first begins to speak. Its meaning is that the power of the, I'm not reading from the, the thing here. Um, its meaning is that the power of the rational soul first appears in the body when the child begins to speak. The rational soul develops to the point where it can learn the power of its creator by logical thinking. Indeed, the soul grows in strength day by day. This is the meaning of thou has founded strength. So in other words, that's actually a better way to say it, is that what is the foundation of, so the strength is the ability to recognize God's greatness. And the foundation of the strength is the baby's ability to talk because that's how it develops its, its, uh, its, its uh, logical thinking and its mind and its power to recognize God. Wait, so like, right, but is that true that when a baby is able to speak, he can recognize God? Um, well, I guess it's saying that it starts to develop the part of its soul that can recognize God, which is the thinking part of the soul. Okay. Yeah, not that the baby can recognize God, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of our parrot, though, I don't think it matters which interpretation we take, because what what's, what 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 do the Ibn Ezra and the Radha have in common in terms of the function of this puzzle in the parrot? Yeah, is that both of them are about recognizing God. So are we using the baby as a specimen through which we recognize God? Like in terms of like, uh, look at the, the the marvelous design of this baby. Or are we, we recognizing the baby? As, I guess, are we looking at the baby as an object or a subject? Even if it's an object, its ability to nurse displays God's gavura. But if it's a subject, we're saying you are, you speaking baby are the... Uh, the beginning of the type of man as a recognizer of the creator that we're going to be talking about in this pair, meaning that's when it begins, you know, it all begins from when a baby can start speaking and then it's developing its logical soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That might be the focus of where the, the uh, pivot point is. Whoa, go on. <laughs> because if, uh, if we say the pivot point is, I don't remember the- and I'm just looking back at the text Sorry. also. Okay. Um, I mean, if it's uh, like if the whole first half is talking about God's actions, yeah. The second half is all man. Okay. Then it can't be the this uh, the Ibn Ezra's job. It has to be the Radak's job. Because it's, it has to be talking about God's actions, and the Radak is talking about the design. Okay, right. good. But if you say, well, I forgot what the other one was. If you say, uh, that the pivot is after is one through five is one side, and then six through. Right. The end is the other right. side, that and that was saying God's God. Oh, God's great. God's greatness in the smallness of man yeah. is the first half, and then man's greatness on earth, and this is the second half. Right. So that could work with the baby recognizing. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, like so this is the beginning of. Interesting. <laughs> okay, I hear. I hear. Uh, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, because it's not actually in the second half, but it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, uh, and we didn't finish reading Rav Moshe Hakohen ben Gikatila. This is the sentence before the commentary on Dalit. Pirish miti olim asher lo yedaberu b'fihem him ba'atam yoru arov chastecha ki tchalkalim b'tarbim b'gufam b'orach uvarochav. Okay, so that's like a not as strong in my opinion is um, is that was not a reference to the pasuk is uh, that um, even when they don't speak, then God cares for them and sees that they develop properly. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't get the grandeur of that compared to like the Radak and Ibn Ezra. Yeah, I don't know. True, like, all also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's true. Yeah. It sounds like, like a rough note. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, but I do think it's weakened by the fact that it, the first two, 
feel something that's different about man, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, he, he even addressed that with his own shot of the nursing thing is that man the only one who could recognize this and like the breasts are placed like in a pl- place where, where like the woman can contemplate this when when uh, she's nursing her her kids you know so okay onward yes. so when i see your your heavens the work of your fingers moon and the stars and everything that you created or sorry that you established uh below didn't mention the sun so one one interpretation is he said this at night, okay? When you can see the um, the uh, moon and the stars uh, and understand the the wonders of God, and I think there's like excuse me, I think there's merit in that in terms of like what gives you a greater awe of the universe. Definitely, when you can see all the stars. Mm. At night, you know, there's something about that that, like, uh, you know, uh, I know you're in New York, but like maybe maybe you maybe you've been elsewhere and seen like the stars, you know, um, and uh, and also in terms of the study of 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 the heavens, you can't study much during the day. Mm-hmm. Like, it all astronomy is where the, all the chachma is, you know. So, um, so that's that's relevant tonight, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think that like, that's a good shot. Um, Which is interesting that most of ours are is. Yes, that is also true, right? Mm-hmm. Although we do call Avodas Kochavim, but yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, you're 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 right. I mean, because the sun is definitely functionally stronger, right? Right. Um, I was gonna say one more thing about the nighttime. Oh yeah, I gotta try to remember to send you in my um, in my uh, when I was preparing this and reading the Emerson at the same time. He also has a thing about uh, about the difference between like appreciating nature in any other way versus appreciating nature through the stars. So I'll try to remember to send, send that out. Alright, Oh, so that's what I said. Oh, okay. So, so I, I was I was merging the two. First one is that David said it at night. The second shot is that that it's talking about like only seeing the sun versus like seeing all the stars. And seeing all the stars is more relevant to the theme of our parak. Right. Yeah. That's really what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't say like, oh, David only said this in the presence of babies. Because- yeah, that's also true. Right. Although the difference, I think you can answer that from the text. Because the, the, in, in our Pasuk. Because here he speaks about seeing. Uh-huh. When I see your heavens. Uh-huh. He doesn't say when I see babies, I you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, you know, if we're going to care about that, then that's what I would say. Uh, but we're not going to care about it. V'yish omrim Rav Avram ben Ezra b'shem Acherim Kimash Amar Asher Tana Hodecha Al Hashemayim Remez Bo Hashemesh. Okay, so some people want to put the sun in there. Okay, it's like Ibn Ezra that when he said earlier that you've placed your 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 majesty or your grandeur in the, uh, over the heavens, that is alluding to the sun. Kihi Habriya Habdol, because that's the biggest creation. So when I see your your uh, uh, your heavens, meaning when I see the cre- these great creations which you have in your world, and I understand uh, the the concept of man or the the, the matter of man, I am astounded, and I say, pause for a commercial break. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to just mention. In terms of the way I've chosen to do this, uh, this uh, Tehillim Chavura, I could have done this in a way where I we you know we we prepared the questions and stuff, and then 
I only select out the things that I think are directly relevant for the main idea. But since part of this thing is, is I want to show you methodology, I think even though it's more tedious to read through the entire redoc, first of all, I think that we can get nuances that we wouldn't get if I just went through this on my own. Secondly, we might even get into debate as to whether certain things he says are central to the main idea or not. And I feel like there's also, a, you know, what we're trying to do in any area of learning, then what we're trying to do is do an apprenticeship. So I'm trying to apprentice myself to the Radak and see to him the way he sees to him. And I think the best way to do that is to see all the stuff that he cares about and cares to say. And even though we will cover less ground, or sorry, we'll cover more ground in a longer amount of We'll cover ground in a long amount of time. You know, it'll be slower. I, I feel like it's a worthwhile thing rather than me just like summarizing the redoc for you or like editing it out. Um, so if that changes, if your preferences change, then like let me know because I do want to tailor the share to everyone. I, I was thinking about that when I was like looking at the redoc, and the only things I edit out are the grammatical points that I either don't understand or that we already addressed in the English, and then some stuff that I just view as as like not worth our time. You know, so. Just wanted to give that like a uh, little disclaimer there. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So now what does he say? He says, What is man, frail man that you should remember him and uh, the son of man that you should um, uh, take notice of him? All right. Now this is where he says his pivot point. Hmm. What is man is the opposite of how mighty is your name. So he's saying the pivot is is um yeah four to five that uh that one through four is all talking about god's greatness and then five through the end is talking about man's relative inferiority now it is interesting he does praise man you know but like it sounds like he's saying that you know because you the way he's viewing it, you've got ma'adir uh uh, to begin with and to end with and in the middle you've got you know uh, it's very very reminiscent of like Yomi Narayim you know Melech Elyon and Melech Evion you know like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's a uh, yep yeah, it's a uh, very relevant this might be relevant to uh, read going into that okay uh, so it's the opposite of because this, meaning ma adir, is for aggrandizement. But this, ma enos lahaktana, is for diminution. Amar ki maskilos. Okay, so they are great creations and they're intelligent, right? Because that was the, you know, they thought that the uh, heavenly bodies were intelligent. We'll just uh, sweep that under the carpet right now. Ma enos ki, but it is going to be relevant to his pshat. Ma enos ki zakarta oso. What is man that you should remember him? The salta alav mehod hamaskilim ha'elyonim she'inam guf, and cause to flow down to him from the magic the 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 hod which he defined earlier. He said hod means koah and hadar uh, is power and glory um, uh, of the intelligent the upper intelligences that are not bodies. He af osam she'im gufos. Even the ones that are bodies, I see their great body and uh, and quality. That man is like nothing compared to, to them. Now, did you catch, I, I know I read it fast. Did you catch the point he's making here um, uh, about man vis-a-vis -vis the heavenly bodies? 
that we can understand things like they can. Yeah. Even even though we are physical. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So we are these small creatures that have inferior bodies and inferior, uh, uh, like inferior bodies and smaller bodies, you know, and there are these great things in the heavens that understand God and are superior in their design. Cause remember in Ron Bacchus, like they also thought that the matter of these things was eternal, you know, or not eternal, but like everlasting and unchanging, but God gave us a little bit of what they have so that we can recognize God's Bahama in the same way that they do. You know, so it's not, and, and that's why I'm saying that the point that he's saying with the, um, you know, again, we don't have this because we don't hold that the sun and the moon and the stars are intelligent, but the way he's saying it is like, what we would say is just, you gave man the ability to recognize the Bahama and all this great stuff. He's saying you made man like them, mm. even though man is so inferior to them and so much smaller than them. But is it really that we have the same understanding as them? Um, is it that we have the same understanding as them? Uh, it's inferior. Uh -huh. So what is he praising then? Like if it's inferior understanding, then it's not. Like what? What's the? Well, it's it, 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 understanding. Yeah, it's, it's quantitatively inferior. Have, inferior. We have a seichel and they have a seichel. You know, um, it's just that that is their seichel grasps a bunch of stuff, and then ours is, uh, yeah. doesn't. And theirs is perfect, and ours is inferior, and theirs can't make mistakes, and ours, does, you know. But, but it, it is the same. The same thing. Okay. Yeah, and then and then we say that about the babies, right? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, Ibn Ezra's shot, like you know, it's it's a whole uh, chain there. You know, you've got the divine intelligence, you've got uh, which is the source of all intelligence. Then you've got the planetary intelligence. <laughs> then you've got the adult human intelligence, and you've got the baby potential intelligence. Right, and I guess there's like a gradation. Yeah. I could hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'd be a crazy job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And it says the work of your fingers. And it also says that you established. See, this theme comes up again is to undermine the deniers who say that the earth is eternal. So it's interesting. He's targeted. He's. Sorry, these are these are new cues. They're extremely squeaky. Interesting. Fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> the uh, they uh, I don't know if it's picking up on the mic, but uh, the he mentioned earlier the belief that God uh, addressing himself to people who believe that God is not involved, and now he's addressing himself to people who believe that God didn't create the universe. So we're we're opposing all these girlfriends. And I, that's one thing I still want to understand. How does that fit into the theme? Like I feel like of all the things we mentioned in the parak that is the most dispensable. Like if that was missing from the parak, then we wouldn't bat an eye. So I feel like that is going to be relevant to Adler's question number four, which is what's the purpose of this parak or how is this supposed to shape our relationship to God? Somehow, I'm not saying that this is aimed at the Kofrin, but somehow us saying this is reaffirming our conviction in God as the creator and God as the mashkiach, despite the fact that the, the, all these people around us who deny it. Um could it be that um, the fact that, I don't know if this is like, it's still might be dispensable, but the fact that like, we, we're, we're so like, and yet we have the like, intellect and understandings. So in that same way, you could say, oh, we're so tiny and insignificant. Why would, you know, why would God, uh, you know, give us a cup up? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, it's, so, like, it, yeah, there's still, you know, there still could be 
a strata, even though just like there's you know you get interest, there could be a strata even though we're so small. Okay, so I, I'm you're raising a good question. I don't know if your intent is to raise a question and give an answer, but the, um, let me let me say the question you're raising, yes. which is like he doesn't mention that the question is addressed at the Kofrin. Right. But you're pointing out that like it does function that way. Like you might think that because man is so frail and small, then God wouldn't relate to him. And that is an argument that the Kofrin make. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just he's not saying that, you know? Oh, yeah, or Radak is not saying that. Like you can... Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's actually better that 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 is is more credit to you as a question than an answer, right? I mean, the answer is a powerful question. If you can't answer, I, I would argue. Um, uh, and then he says, "Hold on, lefikach amar maaseh v'konata." That's why I use the word "the work of your fingers" and that you established. Shada chidasham chidasha osam kulam. You created all of them out of nothing. Amar ereshamacha, and it says, "I see your heavens." V'im in nir lanu elahasamuk lanu, even though the only thing that's uh, 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 visible to us is what is closest to us. We're not going to go into this, the spheres, and how the clear ones and the big ones and stuff. But what we are going to do is we're going to translate it into modern terms, which is that of the known universe, we can only see a very small portion of it, you know? Uh, and so like, and from what we can see, it's insane, like how great and big it is and impressive it is. So he had some medieval version of that, of, um, of like, we're not seeing the entire thing, you know, I think. Yeah. Um, we're only seeing what's close to us. Uh, okay. And then I skipped the middle part where he says the Ibn Ezra's thing that, that it says, because there's 10, uh, there's 10 fingers. And like there's 10 planets if you somehow count them in a funny way. Like, Ibn Ezra loves number 10. Have you ever seen his like, he loves the number 10. He has like lots and lots of comments that are just like praising the number 10 um, mathematically and astronomically. What? He just loves, he loves, I think he wrote a book about 10. I think I might have it as PDF, but yeah. If you like, you explain why he loves number 10. In his book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Talk about how much he loves <laughs> Yeah, he explains it, yeah. Yeah, you may even explain it. It's so much commentary somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, thankfully he wasn't that devoted. All right. Uh, o Ratsono, so I skipped that. O Ratsono Lomar, or it means to say, Kitkarenu, Zaharto. I don't know if that's a typo. Zakiraso, I don't know, but Briato had salt him in Hodgalav, the Tifkideno Kohayamim Asher Huchai, Tashgiakalav, Umase, Lasesla, Ishkidraha. So, in other words, it could be that Tizkarenu is creating man and giving him intellect, and Tifkideno is being Mashgiach over him and through reward and punishment. So, what is man like existentially like? Like he's expressing his astonishment that you gave an earthly creature an intellect. And and that's not Hajgaka, that's like in the laws of nature. And then what is man that you should notice him that you are watching over him and like actively involved in man? Yeah. Okay. The talk Sarehum at Meluhim, and you made him a little bit lower than the uh 
then the uh, the angels. I had a dream about this last night, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> this line, I don't know what it was. Heim hamalachim. These are the angels. Uh, because the soul of man is of the quality of the angels, which is are not bodies. Just like they are not bodies. Um, and um, and his lack is that he's a body. Okay, I realize I mistranslated it. I, I translated it like you made him a little bit lower than the angels. He's saying you made him you like there's got to be a good, better word than what I'm about to say. Deficientified it, him, you know, like you, you. Yeah, right. But you, but like you, you like endowed him with a chisaron, um, that makes him lower than the angels. And he's saying that the chisaron was the body. So the, the interesting thing, this is even a stronger thing, is that he's saying that the soul of man is the same as that of the angels. It's just that the body is what messes everything up. Yeah. Um, the covered of a hundred to Atreyu, and you crowned him with glory and uh majesty. With the upper soul that you gave him, Uba, and with it, you, you gave him dominion over the work of your hands, over the lower creations. Okay, that's what I would have assumed it is. Or you gave him control over the upper creations. Yeah. New to me. Yeah. <laughs> Vahamimshala, he oh check oh, check this out. Check this out. Hmm. So dominion so okay, so dominion is two things. I assume if it's something of the lower things, it means that man actually can act on on earthly things and like you know uh, harness them with his mind. But if it's saying that you gave him dominion over the upper things, it means that you gave man the ability to understand uh these things that are out of his reach. So it's either talking about dominion is either equal to like technological ability or theoretical understanding ability. But then it does talk about the stuff. Yes, right. So let's see how, what he does with that. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch it the first time through. Um, uh, the lower creations are all beneath him. So not Takas Raglav like, like beneath his actual feet, but it means like beneath him in station. It says, this is after the flood, after the Noah uh, and his, uh, his crew get out. Your fear and your intimidation will be upon all of the wild animals of the earth and upon all the birds of the heavens. So like they all are uh, are afraid of man. Um, okay. So the sheep and the oxen are raised with him, meaning domesticated by him, and they are prepared for his work, and for his food, and for his garments. So they literally are for us. That's how he's learning it. Okay, that's those domesticated animals. Okay, tzon is sheep and goats. Alafim are the oxen. Kulam is referring to the other domesticated animals. Horses, donkeys, and camels. Also, the animals of the field, the wild animals of Amar, the Gan, Ki Gan Osam Sheinam Gedelim Imo Biyishuv, Bahem Hu Moshel Besichlo Uvatak Belotzav Alehim. So he's now seems to be defaulting to that first shot. He rules over them, unless he's trying to refer to both of them. He rules over them with his mind, meaning he understands them, and Tak Belotzav, his stratagems that he can like harness them and use them, you know, uh, like all the uh, people in China who like kill. Uh, 
lions to get like stuff for their Chinese medicine. You know, like I don't think we use wild animals uh, quite as much as uh, you know as domesticated animals, but I guess in some cultures they do. But Amar od sipur shemaim udge hayam and the birds of the heaven and the fish of the sea, Amar afilu boosum sh'enam ba'aretz imo, even the ones that are not on earth with him, k'mohat tzipor, like the bird, shahaya shihi porachat ba'avir, that flies in the air, v'adagim shem shatim b'mayim, and the fish that swim in the sea, al-kol humosha v'tato sam b'takulosa. On all of them, he rules over, and he traps them with his strategies. Now he's abandoned the understanding thing. V'od b'sikla, oh, sorry, v'od b'sikla u'v'takulosa over orchos yamim, also with his mind, and with his strategies, he traverses the lanes of the sea. She osis finos over bahem orchos yamim, and he um, uh, he makes boats and he goes through the sea. Interesting thing, uh, he doesn't say this, but I'm just going to interject with this. How does did man um, navigate the sea? In the, uh-huh. light, the stars, right? So, and it, that the people who had to know astronomy the most were the the uh captains and sailors and, and the yeah the people at sea you know so it is interesting that the same thing that allows man to apprehend god's kachma for its own sake also is useful for man for dominating the earth right and that's the same thing for like a lot of these things like you know harnessing the animal the the ox to plow your field that's not going to do you any good if you don't know like the kachma of agriculture you know, like you're you're using your your seichel to like understand it and then also to act on it. Last pasuk. It goes back to thank God for uh, after he completes telling the chesed that he did for man and his ability that he gave him over everything. Who cut him the and yet man is small and degraded uh, or like like lowly. Vis-a-vis the Briot Hagadolos Shalmala, the great creations of above, Shu Mishtatnafimahan Basecho, who he is joined with with intellect. Shavahodos Bomar Adashem Adonainam Bagomer. Okay. He goes back and says, uh, Hashem uh, our Lord. So we have six minutes. That's enough to answer all the questions. <laughs> so so going back to what's the idea of the parak as a whole? So I'll read you what my notes were from last time. So you said, or my notes that you said. The main idea is the same part of man that enables him alone among all the creatures of the earth to recognize the majesty of the shame of Shem and the smallness and frailty of his own station. That same part is what gives him dominion over the earth. Right. That bit still. Not my words, but yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, right. But that was, and then Mayan's approach was Hashem's might is evident in his, in his bestowing his might unto man by giving him a tell and which grants him dominion over the earth. And I remember saying that was the missing piece in yours. You didn't talk about God's might. Right. And that, that clears the theme because it starts and ends with it. Yes. Um, oh, then we, but we added, we added, didn't we add something with the mic? Did I read it and just miss it? I thought I remembered adding something. Mm. Oh, recognize the majesty. Oh, yeah, I said that majesty fits in better with you than, than might, but uh, in your, yeah. So I, I think that still fits in. So if I had to just say the main idea right now, because uh, I didn't try last time, so I'm going to try now, <laughs> is the idea of the parak is that. Um, God created this great and glorious uh, universe with all these this hierarchy of of angels and s- celestial spheres and like all these various creatures on Earth, and uh, it all displays His Majesty and might. And I'm just going to say Majesty and might because I don't want to commit to one, <laughs> you know. Um, 
And then there's this one creature on Earth that is very small and frail, yet God gave him that ability to recognize. He's the only creature on Earth who can recognize this stuff, which also gave him mastery over there. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm really, like, uh, taking your approach, you know? Um, and so the... the and uh, and that itself testifies to God's greatness. You know, our the the uh, the 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 universe that He created, and the fact that there is a creature that can perceive it, and that God relates to that creature both by giving him that ability and by being mashgiach on him. Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah. But where where do the enemies fit in? Why are we denouncing Kofrim? Yeah. Why don't we then ask Rashaim here also, you know? Um, They're awesome. Yeah. So I guess to, to answer this question, I think we let's take a stab at the fourth question. What's the purpose of the parak? Meaning when we say this, like we do every day, right, guys? No. <laughs> uh, when we say this, uh, it is unfortunate, by the way, that like some Tehillim got as fortunate as it is that some Tehillim got lucky that they got incorporated into our davening and our minhagen. So many great prakim didn't. And like this is a great parak, but just we no one knows about it, no one says it, you know. So what should we what effect should this have on us when we say it? Would you be able to scroll up to the parak again? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Numinous. <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel like you gotta get like a rough word that like you know that is ex so exact. That because no one uses it, then it has, it has no meaning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What does numinous mean? I, I feel like that is the word. Numinous, having a strong religious or spiritual quality, indicating or suggesting the presence of a divinity. Okay. <laughs> it's not far off, but uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but I don't think that's the word. Right. <laughs> I mean, definitely one thing just to just to throw it out there is like this articulates what man's place is and shows him like it, it sets him up to feel awe and to feel grateful that he has the privilege of feeling that awe, like that he's not like any of these other earthly creations, that he has this great gift of Seichel that allows him to appreciate all this, even though he's not one of the upper creations, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's irony in the sense of like, it, this shouldn't be like, is that, yeah. you know, it's like, like, yeah, like this, this fleshy clea of, of uh, boot and clima, you know, like has this, uh, this same thing that the angels have, you know? Right. Yeah. So let, let's, uh, I do want to start a new parak next time we have Shear. So let's think about this and then maybe it's possible that we can come back and like wrap it up, but I do want to move on to a new parak next time because I don't think we, uh, 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 I think it's been enough and I don't think we have enough like problems left over to like work on for the next time. But uh, I'm going to try to, I, I, this, uh, I'm going to try to be more vigilant about like the uh, writing my four sentence summaries. So if I do, if I succeed, then I'll send it out. But like, uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Alrighty. Thanks. In fact, you you can just put it in the uh, shameless because we're not gonna use it anymore. 
If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.